Hello, everybody. Uh, this is not the Charge Shot Games cast, but it's close. <laughs> and joining me is the Dread to my Metroid, Thomas. I am Judge Dread, the Judge Dread Metroid you never thought you'd get. I was going more with the fact that you're a negative Nancy, but that works too. Oh, yeah, I am. I am the Dread to Nintendo. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, um, unfortunately, Thomas was the only one free tonight to discuss Nintendo with me. Um, yeah, very unfortunate. So he's going to bring my mood down while I gush over all of the awesome announcements. And it's going to be great. We're, it's, it's, it's fine. We're, Don't worry about gonna it. We're going to be the Siskel and Ebert of <laughs> Nintendo E3. Yeah. Are they still a thing? Uh, no, because I think uh, Siskel's or Ebert's dead, right? Uh Probably. I'm pretty sure Ebert passed away like five years ago. That sounds right. At first, I thought you said, said Cisco. I was both you. <laughs> okay. Good. Glad I'm not crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so actually, let me pull up like all of the announcements. Um, yeah. Because I was going over, I was going through some stuff like when I got home, but it'd be nice to have just like a list that'll make it easier to keep I track. I just want to preference thing things. I think this direct was good for Nintendo fans. I don't think it was good for like casual Nintendo fans. I guess like people like me that play like a couple Nintendo games. That's fair. But I think a lot of people that like are hardcore Nintendo fans, like they got a good show. Yeah, although I think you still like there was still a good amount of things for everyone. Yeah, um, I will was, agree there was, there was a, a, a bit too much of like you know stuff that's already available elsewhere. But I, yeah, for. I, Sorry. For Nintendo fans, like a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of people that only have a Switch. I know, but like, uh, we this is the last day of E3. I don't want to see Kakarot is now on the Switch, like that kind of stuff. I'm just so tired of it. Like I'm done. Yeah, it was a pretty quick section, but I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they started off with the Smash <laughs> trailer because, of course, they did. Um. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the usual thing, but it was. It was a very well-done trailer. I enjoyed the, the presentation a lot. But it was weird because, like, the entire trailer just kind of played with the notion that you already know who this character is and where he's from. So, it the shows... volcano. Oh, sorry, you're going to go into it. Okay. Yeah. So, sorry, I, I was, like, throwing up my mouth a little bit. Yeah, um, no, that sounds good. So, <laughs> he... <laughs> My brother texted me, like, right at the beginning of it, because he, he was saying beforehand, he's like, if we don't get Breath of the Wild 2 information, I'm going to scream. Um, <laughs> and so, of course, they start it with, like, just a close-up of Ganondorf dead being thrown off a, off a, off a cliff into a volcano. And my brother texted me, he's like, okay, they're just trolling us now. <laughs> yeah, for real. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, yeah it makes you think, oh, they're starting off Breath of the Wild 2 this way. Right. But yeah. um, then, like, more characters just keep getting thrown into this volcano, and then it kind of pans <laughs> up, and you see this, like, like a strong eyebrowed man um, mm. who, like, I thought was probably Tekken, but, like, I didn't <clears throat> know who the character was specifically. And then it shows the name, like, Kazuya, Mishima, and, Mashima. you know, whatever. Um, and goes into the combat and stuff, and it's not until, like, the end of the trailer... Where it shows like the Smash Bros. Cross Tekken, like that you actually know he's from Tekken if you don't already know that. Um, so it's kind of a weird reveal. I actually didn't get the first ten minutes. Did they do a Ryu versus uh, 
uh, whatever, uh, Mishima. Yeah. Kazuya. Yeah. Yeah. There was some Ryu stuff in there. Um, I okay. think he's one of them that got thrown off. And then there was also like some of the gameplay footage was against Ryu. Yeah. Uh, there was that, there was basically a, like a quick, um, of like all of the, the, uh, melee fighters, um, which is pretty cool. It like showed him against Ryu and then, uh, I think little Mac and Ken and, uh, Terry Bogard and like, yeah. I just wanted to point out the uh, the joke that Ty made is that we've got a Tekken Cross Street Fighter before Tekken Cross Street Fighter was is a thing. Yeah, actually, I saw a, a meme <laughs> of that that was like it had um, it had characters from the the Street Fighter Cross Tekken or whatever or Capcom Cross Tekken. I don't remember what it was, and it had um, uh, Ryu, uh, buff, ugly Mega Man. Um, Kazuya and Pac-Man. Yeah, and like, I guess those were all characters from that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. this is like a better version of of yeah. that, that four player. That's like your, that's like your discount bin uh, version, right? <laughs> but I mean, this game is crazy. Like, it's 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 not surprising at all. Um, I'm really happy to see Tekken get some love. Yeah, I would have uh, liked King. Yeah. We were both kind of on the King train, but. It's just because I'm a big fan of King. Like out of all the characters in that mm-hmm. series, I think that's my favorite. King and Nina. But I can understand. I can understand why they would go with um, Kazuya. Um, Heihachi was the other like obvious mm-hmm. choice if they didn't go with him. But he's already in Assist uh, Trophy or something, right? Or, is he really? I don't, I don't uh, me fighter costume. I don't remember. He's in the game. Like he's <clears throat> represented in the game somehow. Okay. Um, but I think Jen could have been another good one. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I would have liked a, a female fighter like Nina, but you know, I guess I guess I I didn't know who Kazuya was, but I guess he's like a main Tekken. Rep. He's like the like the poster boy. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he looks like a, a pretty safe uh play style. Like a lot of you know melee combos and things. Um, there's going to be a deeper dive into his stuff with uh, um, uh Sakurai presents on the 28th, I believe. 26th somewhere in there and i assume he'll be released on that day um but i was a little surprised we didn't get a tease of a second character maybe Mm. maybe they either just are being delayed because i thought the dlc was supposed to be done this summer um or maybe like during the sakurai presents it'll end with like a tease of the last character i don't know but it's great i mean another solid crossover character um and I love that the trailer ended with, uh, so, you know, he throws all these people off the volcano and <laughs> then it ends with him like holding Kirby, like out in front of him, like kind of like scruffing the back of his ball. And That's, nope. <laughs> I'm just, just cupping his balls. Um, <laughs> and he like drops him off the mountain and then like looks over to see if he actually fell to his death. And you see Kirby just like floating along behind, like out of, of out of scene. It's like, like Sakurai what, won't jumps? let you kill Kirby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, um, it's great. Like canonically, Kirby's the only one that hasn't died in this Smash Bros. universe. Because he's a god, isn't he? Sure. Let's let's go with that. Um, and then. It kind of fizzled out a little bit. We got some, like, like kind of a quick cut of uh, games that are already elsewhere that are coming to Switch. Uh, I don't remember all of them. There was, like, a cloud version of Guardians of the Galaxy. 
really? Yeah. The Life is Strange games. Yeah. Uh, a Ropa collection, which I do not understand that series. I just want to say. I, I like the first game. It's like... But then they go off the rails with all the other ones. I don't understand. Mm. The first ones are basically just um, a bunch of kids are trapped in a school. It's kind of like a... It's not so. But it's kind of like... Um, you gotta kill everybody and then get out, or you can work together and try and find a way out. And then it goes into like Ace Attorney. When people die, you try to figure out who did it. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's like like a visual novel Among Us. <laughs> kind of. I mean, I feel like that's <laughs> hey, not I, wrong. <laughs> hey, Among Us, you you want some good ideas? Yeah. Um, and then Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, which I think we already knew about. Uh, Just Dance Twenty Twenty Two. Um, Two Point Campus, Worms Rumble. Um, did did the Worms Rumble trailer or whatever video they used? Did it look like it was in like really bad frame? Mode? That's just what the game looks like. Okay. Like me and Ty played it on PS5, and it was still pretty rough. Oh no! Yeah, it's not it's not great. Um, and then Fatal Frame, Maiden of the Black Water. Was that a Wii U game? Mm, your guess is good as mine. I don't know anything about Fatal Frame. This information doesn't say it, but I'm pretty sure that was originally a Wii U game. Like, one of the last few to be ported. Um, let's see. Experience all the horror from the original Fatal Frame Maiden of the Black Water with new remastered visuals, new costumes, and photo mode. So it is a remaster, but I don't know where it originally came out. Maybe it was Wii. I want to say it was Wii U, though, because you, like, used the gamepad and, like, kind of moved around the camera that way. Anyway. Oh, uh, yes. Wii U. Yeah. People like Fatal Frame. That one was kind of neat. Um, Cruise and Blast, which I don't remember seeing in the direct, but I was <laughs> watching it at work. I. I was scrolling through this article. I was like, wait a minute. I don't remember that. Yeah. that It's actually really cool. Like, I played it in arcade. Um, and, it, I mean, it's a, it's a good cruising game. Like, I used to love those on the N64. Um, mm. But I just don't remember it being announced. Then Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, uh, Doom Eternal DLC. Uh, that's pretty much it as far as like the old games. Um, there was also this like Strange Brigade, which I'd never heard of. Um, it looked like kind of a budget like multiplayer title. I don't know. Sure. Uh, and then Astria Ascending, which was kind of a cool like hand painted art style um like classic <clears throat> turn-based rpg uh and again there wasn't a lot of information on it i don't know if it's like new to the switch it kind of has the art style of a mobile game um for, uh, from a team featuring developers from final fantasy near automata and bravely default astria ascending includes full voice acting in Japanese and English, a traditionally animated, fully drawn 2D world, and a dynamic weather system. I think it might be a new game. It's, this is just the first I've heard of it, so it was kind of interesting. Um, it's very pretty looking, though. Um, and then... Uh, we got some information on... newly announced games... Um, that are still not, like, new-new. There was, uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, which... I know you're hyped for that. Yes. This was my, probably my second biggest <laughs> hype of the show. Um, this is your dark horse of the show. <laughs> because, like, 
I used to love the Monkey Ball games, like, a lot. Like, I I played them all the time on GameCube. And especially with the multiplayer minigames, they were really fun for me and my brother to jump into. Because um, they're pretty easy to learn. Um, and they make for good party games. But this is full remasters of the first three games. Which a lot of people would argue are the only good ones. Um, so <laughs> Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2 and then Deluxe. Um, and it has all of their levels... Uh, all of their mini games, just pretty looking, and that's very exciting. Um, and it comes out in October, but October is going to be a little bit busy because also in October, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because I just want to talk. I was trying to put it off, but it's a good transition. I was waiting. I was like, every, everyone had their stopwatches ready. You know, like, <laughs> when is he gonna? When is he gonna get to it? Well, I was going to make it last, honestly, because I figure it's going to be the most time spent. But yeah. because it's also October, we eating good Metroid fans. Um, the first <laughs> 2D Metroid game with a new story in over 19 years is coming Jeez. this October to Nintendo Switch. Incredible. Metroid Dread is a direct sequel to 2002's Metroid Fusion, and concludes the five-part saga focusing on the strange, interconnected fates of Bounty Hunter Samus and the Metroids. I guarantee that means Metroid... Or, sorry, I guarantee that means Samus is going to die. Um, which I predicted in my video about what a Metroid Fusion sequel could look like, by the way. Um, huh. I don't think that video is going to be terribly off, honestly. Like, judging from what we're seeing here, I think I might have kind of nailed it. <laughs> you think this is it for Samus? Yes. Huh. Um, I don't I don't think it's the last Metroid game. Right, but it, it's not going to be like it for Samus because they're going to have a Prime 4. I think in, like, this the is the end of her story. Of 2D, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they could bring in a new character and things like that. But, like, where she was left <laughs> off with Fusion, I mean, like... Her body is a living weapon at this point. What are you going to do with that? Um, already, this new suit is like... It looks like they've basically... Uh, like, put armor parts over her organic body. Or like, her, mm. you know, like, fused body. Um, as, like, a kind of a containment shield. And, like, yeah. the, the organic pieces are kind of, like, molding over and into the suit. Um, so... Either she's, you know, mutating throughout the game, and this is just kind of, like, to to stop the spread, or, like, slow the spread, I should say. Or, um, like, her body was getting unstable, and this, like, kind of holds it together. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, like, I the suit looks yeah. really cool. Yeah, I, I like everything except for, like, the original parts of it. But I have a feeling mm -hmm. if you're gonna, if we're gonna go in this direction... I kind of like ha like having it being shown off like this because I imagine eventually it'll like consumer entirely, like uh, yeah, Venom. You know, just like this. By the end, it's going to be like head to toe, right? Uh, that white and blue, which I love the white and blue look. It mm -hmm. looks really good. I like, like how you weren't first... sold on it at first, and then like within yeah. a few hours, you're like, you know what? I love this. <laughs> I I saw it at first. I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like I'm gonna like it. The more I see it, and yeah, it's definitely happening. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but the the red helmet is kind of growing on me too because I have a feeling like <laughs> that and like her back uh, boosters are the only mm -hmm. thing left of the original power suit. 
Mm. So, like, they're basically fused on. Like, they can't get her helmet off or whatever. Oh, shit. And so, like, they've built everything else around it. And left that stuff intact because they can't, you know, they can't do anything with it. Right. Because it looks original. Like, especially the back boosters. Um, But yeah, anyway. So, this, this is continuing the story of, of Metroid Fusion. Um, she has a new suit that, you know, we don't know anything about. They're, they're being very hush-hush on the story. Um, some fans have picked out a few things from the trailer and the gameplay that I will uh, talk about in a little bit because I have the same speculations. But um, in this game, you are being hunted by the, uh, the new mechanical threat, the Emmy. Um, which they also have not said what that stands for, which is kind of annoying. Um, <laughs> it's just the Emmy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but they did confirm that the Emmy is a um, a stalker robot sent by the Federation, um, which was another thing I predicted in my video, that she would be hunted by the Federation because of the events that transpired in Fusion. Um. And there was also, uh, you get new abilities that, like, haven't been shown before um, because the Emmy is immune to all of Samus's abilities and everything. Uh, oh, wow. So you have to basically, like, use these new abilities to kind of, like, hide and, and sneak around away from it. There's also mm-hmm. a new, what is it called, Omega Beam, I think, um, that is a limited charge. And you basically, like... It's kind of like the hyper beam in the Prime games. It overcharges your cannon, and uh, you can shoot out like a super powerful beam that is the only thing that can kill the enemy. Like a charge shot? Yes, it is a charge shot. It is a very powerful charge shot. Um, and so, like, you have so many shots, and then it's it's done. Like your cannon goes back to normal. Um, so you have to save it for like just the right moment to hit the enemy. Um. Other than that, you just have to hide from them. Mm. So it, it kind of feels like the SAX on steroids, which is really cool. Like it, it, you know, it makes sense to kind of extend that like that suspenseful gameplay out uh, for the next generation. And um, let's see, yeah, there's a few new abilities too. Like you can um, you can slide through like gaps and stuff like that. Uh, basically where your morph ball would have gone before. Like, now you can do a quick slide. Mm-hmm. And um, they brought back the counter mechanic from uh, Samus Returns, because yeah. this is also being done by Mercury Steam. Um, they kind of, like, they didn't really, like, specify that, but you can find that information. Like, I think they talk about it in the Treehouse event, and it says it, like, on the store page. But you think they would have, like, shouted that out more, because they did a great job with Samus Returns. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, they brought back the counter attack, but you can also do like a counter dash. So instead of having to like wait for the enemy to come after you and you counter them, you can go on the offensive and time it just right to dash counter into the enemy. Huh. Which is really cool. It's it there's there's a lot of satisfying like kind of run and gun mechanics to this. Yeah. Um I'm glad that they're fleshing out that system cuz yeah. like, it took a while to master, but like it felt very there, good. Yeah, it felt really good. Um, So, yeah, this feels like the most, like, mobile that Samus has ever been, and I'm very excited for it. And, like, her suit is quite a bit sleeker, Um, so I think that's kind of helping with some of the mobility, because it's not such a chunky, big power suit. (laughs) Right. Um, 
But one thing I thought was kind of interesting from watching all the gameplay stuff is, like I said, she has a slide instead of her morph ball. And a new ability you get is called the spider magnet that basically lets you attach to certain, um, like, magnetic surfaces and just kind of, like, wall crawl up them. Which is what the spider ball would have done before. So I'm wondering if this new suit doesn't give her the ability to use Morph Ball. Have you not seen that? I thought that was in the... I don't think we've seen any Morph Ball. Okay, huh. Um, yeah, you, you figure, yeah. Because uh, I'm thinking, like, with the with the way her body is mutating, this containment suit, like, kind of keeps her shape, you know? Which would prevent that, like, kind of energy storing of, like, how the Morph Ball forms... Yeah, I just like it from a gameplay standpoint where, like, it's a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no point in making you do this thing when you can just, you know, if you have this new suit, it is different things that you can do. Just make it one of those things. But, I mean, Morph Ball does allow for some cool puzzle moments. Yeah, totally. Like, with Morph Ball bombs just... and stuff. I can see it maybe coming later, like, as she starts to mutate more or something, if yeah. that's a mechanic. I just mean, like, getting around, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Especially when you're, like, on the run from these psycho, you know, one-hit-kill enemies. And all the backtracking you have to do, like, mm-hmm. it's good to have movement abilities. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff they're showing off. It definitely feels like a next-generation Metroid game. Like, yeah. it's going to be incredible. Um, yep. But there was a brief shot in the trailer of this, like, mysterious creature, like, kind of punching buttons on a console. Um, and I saw a picture of it on Reddit with some speculation that it's actually a uh, a Chozo warrior. Hmm. Which, in Metroid lore, all of the Chozo were dead. Like, they raised Samus and were basically, like, made extinct by the Metroids or whatever. Um, but Metroid Fusion established that they're still out there and they're hmm. evil. Um, oh, so really? I have a feeling that, that Samus is going to be attacked from two sides... With both the Chozo fighting back because they she basically stole the power armor from them, um, and the Federation <laughs> fighting back. her because uh, she betrayed them. So like, that sucks. if this is Metro, if the, dang it, I keep saying Metroid. Um, if this is Samus's last stand, yeah, like they're pulling out all the stops to take her down. <laughs> oh yeah. So I'm very excited, and the fact that they're keeping the story hush hush means that there's some really cool stuff that's gonna happen. Because otherwise, like, who cares? It's a Metroid game. <laughs> what, uh, who do you think is sending out? After, is the is the Emmy from the Federation? Yes. Okay. And there's like a bunch of them, right? I guess. Yeah. And apparently, sure, I think there's yeah. different ones. Like, I think they're kind of the um, like you know, Samus Returns had the obviously the Metroid mechanic, where yeah. like they kept increasing in, in dangerousness. I think this is the same way, where like you get more powerful Emmys as you go, uh, because they said at one point during the Treehouse. Uh, this Emmy can't crawl through, uh, tight spaces, so she can slide under here and, and evade capture, implying that other Emmys can crawl through tight spaces. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel, uh, this is going to be like their Mr. X or Nemesis, like, chasing oh, yeah. you throughout. Yeah, that's gonna, this is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm really excited. Like, I put on the, um, on the bingo card... That Metroid gets screen time. Not expecting go. to finally get Metroid Dread. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's, 
it, yeah, this I don't know if you mentioned it at the beginning, but like this wasn't this like an old game like brought back like resurrected? Sort of. So there was a really fascinating part in the direct where the uh, the Metroid director kind of went over the history of this like this development, uh, mm-hmm. how they've wanted to make a sequel to Fusion for fifteen years. Um, mm-hmm. Like there was kind of an offhand reference in Metroid Prime Three about like Metroid Project Dread is nearing completion or something like that, and everyone speculated back then like, oh, we're we're getting. We're getting uh, Metroid Dread. It's going to be a fusion sequel. Like, it's Metroid 5, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And it was kind of, it was one of those, like, worst kept secrets in gaming. Yeah. And it never came out. Like, we never heard anything about it even being in development, much less being canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was, there was some leaked uh, concept art that, like, Next Level Games wanted to make a Metroid game. And I don't think it was Dread. But, like, that was the next time we heard about anything Metroid in development on the 2D side. Um, and it never happened. Like, they, they didn't they didn't go with the concept. Um, but, like, Dread was still kind of lingering out there. Like, you know, maybe it'll be 3DS. Maybe, like, blah, blah, blah. Maybe it'll be a, a Wii U title. Maybe they'll put mm-hmm. those things into Prime 4. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I guess it actually restarted development twice. And then finally, like, they, they weren't happy with what they were able to do. Like, they, they couldn't fully realize uh, the concept they wanted to make. So they just, they weren't going to make it. They're like, we don't want to make something that isn't, you know, true to what we want. Mm-hmm. So they waited 19 years, and now they can make it. <laughs> but yeah. I guess the whole idea came about because they were so impressed with what Mercury Steam did with Samus Returns. That they're like, these guys get Metroid. They mm-hmm. can make our concept a reality. And that's so cool. Like, this, you know, this little remake game that you said wasn't eligible for Game of the Year is the is reason we have Metroid Dread. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not here anymore, so... Oh, yeah. Clearly. Um... <laughs> you wouldn't have known with all this E3 coverage. <laughs> right. But the one thing that rubs me a little bit wrong, and just because, like, I mean, I love the gameplay and everything of this, like, it is it is truly next-gen Metroid. But canonically, mm. it bothers me that this feels more like a sequel to Samus Returns than a sequel to Metroid Fusion, you know? It's just because it's been so long, that's why. <laughs> I know, but it's like, where were all these cool flips and things in Super Metroid and in Metroid the Fusion? Canon, she couldn't do this. Yeah. I'm, I'm just being... <laughs> uh... Making fun of nerds, that's all. Like, story-wise, I'm very excited to see where this goes. But, like, that, you know, that canonical nerd part of me is like, ugh. <laughs> it's a video game. Let I know. Go. I know. <laughs> Just um, be happy with your Metroid. <laughs> I'm very happy. Uh, we also got another reveal of Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. I think are it was you, basically the same gloss, trailer. Are you just going to gloss over the Amiibos? Oh, yeah, I guess I could do that. They weren't listed here. Oh, no, they are. They are. I just, I missed it. Um, yeah, so we're also getting a special edition of Metroid Dread and a two-part Amiibo, um, which I already have both of those pre-ordered, the Amiibo and the special edition. Um, I had to. Scalpers are already getting them. Oh, yeah, 100%. I don't blame you at all. Yeah, it was like right as they dropped. I was like, got I was it. Looking, I was just looking for the Amiibos. They're not even available here yet. That's crazy. But... The special edition isn't, like, terribly exciting. 
Um, I just want it because it kind of goes over like the 2D history of the, you know, five game series. And that's really cool. Yeah, to it's me. like an art book, steel yeah. book, and uh, some cards. Yeah, it's got five cards, basically one for each 2D game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, 190 page uh, art book, which is the main thing I want. And the game will come in a steel book, which is also pretty cool. It's very nice. Yeah. Um, there's only like one. Yeah, one other game I have in a steel book, and it's Final Fantasy twelve. Um so I want a steel book I actually care about. <laughs> and then uh, this, yeah. the amiibo uh has Samus and her new suit, which is the main reason I wanted it, because that suit's beautiful. And it also comes with an Emmy figure. Um I'm sure Emmy will be cool and I'll appreciate it in retrospect. I like Emmy. I think he's cool, or it's cool. Like <laughs> The last uh, Samus Returns had a three. No, I think it was still a two part amiibo. That was um, like Samus kind of from the box art. And then yeah, like, like a, like a squishy. And... Yeah, yeah, a squishy Metroid yeah. and a capsule. Um, and that was so cool and iconic. Mm-hmm. So to have mm-hmm. like, you know, still a really awesome Metroid f- or Samus figure. And then just Emmy. <laughs> like isn't as cool as that squishy metroid figure no emmy doesn't have uh like how many years of relevance in your life yet relevance but yeah or reverence <laughs> i guess you, you could have been doing either i think that's i think i was trying to say reverence yeah Did i say sense. reference you said relevance. okay i was just combining the two words yep. that's all i was doing um now can i move on yeah okay so yeah they re-showed Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. And I think it was the same trailer from Ubisoft. I couldn't tell. Um, they didn't have any treehouse or anything from it. I think it's still pretty early. Because uh, it's coming next year. Mm-hmm. But the one thing they noted that I don't think Ubisoft did was like the, the way the strategy RPG stuff works now is you're not on like a, like a movement space grid. You actually have like free movement within the range of your character. I don't. It wasn't like that before, was it? Uh, what what game? I I was spacing out honestly. Mario and Rabbids. Mario and Rabbids. I thought it was a space. Yeah. You can only go so far in every turn. Right. But this one's basically like you can move freely as long as you stay within the range that your character can move. Oh. Uh. Okay. I yeah. think that's different. The last one was great. Yeah. Yeah. This seemed kind of neat. Like a, a neat difference. Um, anyway, then we got a new WarioWare game, which Thomas called. That was, that was pretty well, cool. Well, that's because they, they had that email go out. So I was like, oh, that's obviously a thing. Well, true. But I didn't know we'd get it like now. Like it's, it's coming in September. Well, they're asking like, would you buy this game if it was like 50 bucks? That's like the whole point. So like, if you're going to ask that question, then yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be coming soon. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah. WarioWare Get It Together is a co-op WarioWare game uh, where you actually like you play as the characters uh, doing little little mini games and stuff. So mm-hmm. like you control the character messing with the one screen, you know, whatever they're doing. Um, it's kind of a cool difference. Like the yeah. last few have been touchscreen. So, you know, it's a little easier to kind of directly uh, control things. So I kind of like what they're doing with this. It's neat. Um, and I think it'll be a fun, like, co-op thing. 
I don't know how fun it'll be by itself, but <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the thing with WarioWare is they're usually pretty good party games. Mm -hmm. But it does have wireless play, so that's neat. Nice. Um, and then we got some gameplay and uh, release date for Shin Megami Tensei Five, which I think was also on the bingo card. Uh, yeah, there was a trailer or gameplay trailer or something. Uh, gameplay demo is what I put, but like that's fine. That's it works. I didn't mean like playable demo. I just meant like they show off gameplay. Yeah, they showed off Bufu, so you know, mm -hmm. gameplay. Yeah, I mean it looks <laughs> it looks cool. Like I didn't realize how similar to Persona it is as far as like the monsters and everything. Yeah, it's weird. Shibagami Tensei is just ripping off Persona. Well, I mean, Persona ripped off Shin Megami, but I'm just saying, like, I didn't know how many of their monsters they shared and stuff. Like, aesthetically, it's obviously a lot darker and post-apocalyptic and stuff, but mm. it's, like, the exact same character models as Persona 5. <laughs> or, you yeah. know, character models for the monsters. They're probably just trying to, you know, ride off that train that Persona 5 left. Right. Um, and then we have... Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, which yeah, I actually love that title. <laughs> I would not have expected a new Advance, War here, uh, Advance Wars, but I love right. Reboot Camp. Like, that that's a solid subtitle. Yeah, that's a, that's a good subtitle. Um, so this is the first two games from the Game Boy Advance. Mm. Uh, built, rebuilt, uh, built from the ground up for, like, HD consoles and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not remasters, it's like, and it's not new games. They just made the games again with, like, animated portraits and really nice, like, HD uh, animations for the, uh, like, the attacks and things like that. Um, but it still looks fairly similar, just, you know, crisp and 3D. Um, I'm not a big fan of Advance Wars, but, like, it's great that they're, you know, showing interest. Maybe we'll get the DS ones remade too well, they had more than two games yeah there was also two on the ds huh there was okay. uh the, the first one was a ds pun um like dark dark sun or something i don't remember no that's that's dark golden side. sun um and then the second one was days of ruin and it was like kind of a post-apocalyptic like kind of darker tale okay um but yeah, I was never a advanced war. I know, I haven't played any of them. Gotcha. Uh, and continuing the nostalgia train, we got Mario Party Superstars, which I want to be more excited about than I am. <laughs> so it features five classic boards from the N sixty four era. Yeah, and a collection of a hundred mini games from across the whole series. And yeah, it, everyone loves those games. Yeah. The problem is, there's more than five boards in each of those N64 games. <laughs> so, unless they're planning on making you pay for more later, which is super sleazy, only having five boards across, like, three N64 games, much less not including anything from the Game Boy or GameCube games, is pretty pathetic. Well, just think of it this way. It's just uh, an added expansion for your other Mario Party game. It's not, though. It's a new game. 
Just and that one only had four one. boards. <laughs> I saw a lot of people that like like Mario Party were really bad about this because of just how they handle Mario Party. Like they don't. This would be the perfect chance to have like, you know, and and everyone is here situation, uh, like yeah, Mario Party be. Ultimate. It's Mario Party because yeah. they don't. They're not creating new assets or anything. They're just taking the map that already exists and turning it into HD. So well, you I mean, can you do all new, of them. You have to make new assets. Like those old ones. No, no, aren't no. no. I'm, I'm saying like they're not coming up with new ideas for boards or anything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that stuff already exists. They're just remaking it. If you don't like it, don't buy it. I probably won't. But it's just it's sad. That's all. Like how far Mario Party has fallen. I'm talking to you, Nintendo fans. Don't support Nintendo with this crap. Yeah. Just buy Metroid instead, because it deserves yeah, more love. Instead of Mario Party, which is a terrible franchise, just get Metroid. Yeah, which is a great franchise. Exactly. And hey, they, they at least mentioned that Prime 4 is doing well. <laughs> we <laughs> got that. Great, Honestly, I thought that's all we were going to get. <laughs> and they were like, okay, moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. Then... We got a little bit of information for Zelda stuff. It sounds like they're not doing a full like 35th year anniversary celebration like they did for Mario. Um, because yeah. they showed off the uh, the little like Zelda Game & Watch thing. That they said was kind of like what, you know, their placeholder for a proper celebration for right now. Um, mm-hmm. And it's cool. Like, I, I kind of just want to get one as a keepsake. To like put it on the wall as like a like yeah. a wall clock. Yeah, this is something like fan like it's a collectible. It's not yeah. really a, a game thing to play. You just keep it right. But like the playable clock thing is kind of cool. Like you know you velcro yeah. it up on the wall and then you're like, all right, you grab it, you know, play the clock <laughs> for a little bit and then stick it back up, and it's still a clock. Like that'd be kind of cool if the battery life is okay. Um, <laughs> but you have to keep it plugged in constantly. Probably, yeah. Um, but yeah, it includes the uh, Zelda 1, um, Zelda 2, mm-hmm. the garbage one, um, and then <laughs> Link's Awakening, which is the fourth game. So I guess because it's, you know, it's smaller, like, it's easier to include for cheap than uh, Link to the Past would be. But still a little strange to do that one over just the first three games. Um, and then it's got a special version of the Game & Watch classic Vermin, uh, which stars Link, like, bashing down some, like, Moblins or something like that. I can't tell what the creatures were. Um, and like I said, it also, like, it functions as a clock and a timer, but those are both playable, where you, like, the, the clock changes, like, different, uh, different backgrounds with different enemies on screen, and at any time you can just take control of Link. I assume, like, it just kind of is on standby and like, you know, auto moves and attacks and stuff. But then when you hit the controls, you take control of him, which is kind of a fun thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then the timer is Zelda two. It's the same idea, but it's a, it's a Zelda two version. Um, and then there was a brief trailer for, uh, Skyward Sword HD, just kind of reminding that it comes out next month. And we got a bit of new information on the sequel to Breath of the Wild, 
which still doesn't have a title. Oh. <laughs> so it's aiming to launch in 2022. Uh, they weren't totally sure, but that's what they're kind of, you know, betting on. And it looks like it takes place a lot more like in the skies. Um, yeah. I assume also underground because it was like that yeah. first trailer kind of showed them exploring an, an underground, but they essentially said that um, they're bringing the skies in on this one. So you're going to have pretty much like an above roll and a and ground level. Yeah. Yeah. And it looked like some of the abilities were a lot more like traversal focused. Um, There's a time of the last one didn't have a time ability, right? A time ability. Yeah. Like this one looked like you could With stasis. Uh, like, yeah. There's stasis, but this one, it looked like you could like reverse through time or something. Oh, you're talking like, about like he, he froze the rocks and yeah, then kind of like like force pushed them backwards. Yeah, uh, but there's also the part where he just like reversed. He reversed, go went up and through a thing. Oh, that know. looked like like kind of a like a water th- like he was just liquid. Oh yeah, because they showed the water. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so maybe he could transform into a different matter. Yeah, it definitely. It seems like there's a lot more um, a lot more emphasis on like the magic because he's got that like magic mm. arm. Yeah. Um. Again, people have kind of been theorizing based on, like, screenshots and stuff. Uh, you see his arm, like, get corrupted with, like, some kind of, like, dark energy crawling up it. Um, and, it, like, it's his Master Sword arm. So, like, the Master Sword is probably pulled away by the darkness. And it, like, leaves him with, like, a like a mangled, um, like, dead arm. And then later it shows him with, like, kind of the mm. magic, like, glowing arm in its place. So I assume it gets imbued somehow with like magic ability, and that's what you use instead of the Sheikah slate to do various things. Um, hmm. But yeah, there was like kind of the the Skyward Sword idea of like dropping from the sky and like you know falling. Yeah. Um, and then there was a lot more. Uh, it's not Loftwing. What's that? The sailcloth action. Yes. Yep. Um. And yeah, like traversal through like sky temples and a lot more um, diversity of locations. Like mm-hmm. I'm kind of feeling like this is going to be kind of explaining how the, you know, the continents, like the separate regions of Hyrule are created. Because like every game takes place somewhere else. So I think this is going to be like the the world we knew from Breath of the Wild is like fractured. And so Link is, like, exploring the sky and, like, underground, maybe underwater, you know, mm-hmm. traveling through these new areas that were created by the, the ground literally just, like, breaking apart into new land masses. Um, and it'll, it'll kind of, exp- like, it'll show off more of, like, uh, the geography of future Zelda games, which is kind of cool. Huh. If I had to guess. That would be cool. Yeah. But yeah, I really want a title. <laughs> That's always like that clutch thing of like once you know what a Zelda game is called, you can kind of get an idea of what it's about. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that's mostly what we got. You skipped um, the uh, the DLC for Age of Calamity. Oh right, sorry. Yeah, I didn't totally understand that because I don't have Age of Calamity. <laughs> yeah. But we're getting two DLC packs for that game. And the first one looks like a lot of uh, guardian focused. Like there's new weapons that are um, like pieces of guardians. Uh, like Link has these cool like whip nunchuck things that are made out of guardian <laughs> legs. 
Yeah, that's um, awesome. And then there was like some costumes that were like guardian armor. Um, and there's a new playable character, which is like a, um, just a domesticated guardian, <laughs> essentially. And it showed Zelda riding the um, the master cycle. Um, so I assume that'll probably be a new weapon for her. Um, and then the second pack, I don't remember what it was called offhand. I don't think they mentioned it. They didn't mention it, but it was on screen. Um, oh. And they didn't show off any footage from it, but it still seemed pretty cool. That one will be coming in November, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we got a decent amount of Zelda information. Um, but honestly, like, I was too busy crying for Metroid to really pay attention to anything after that. <laughs> yeah, this was the Metroid show. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, here we go. Wave 1 is Pulse of the Agents, and it's on June 18th. And then Wave 2 is Guardian of Remembrance, and it's the end of November. Um, Pulse of the Ancients includes uh, added weapon types, challenging enemies, and an expanded roster, including the new playable battle-tested Guardian. Uh, Guardian, of the, Guardian of the Remembrance will bring new character vignettes, added stages, an expanded roster, and new battle skills for existing characters. So you can get to play as one of the Guardians? Yeah. That sounds cool. Probably. Um... Yeah, that should be pretty much it now. <clears throat> so, I mean, I thought it was a great show. Like you said, th there wasn't necessarily something for everyone, but I thought there was a good variety of things. And, I mean, obviously I was happy once I got Metroid. But, like, <laughs> Nintendo never pleases everyone. Like, you know, one year they'll show, like, a new Donkey Kong, Kirby, Animal Crossing... You know, they've, they've got so many properties that, like, they literally can't show them all at one time, even if they're making a new game in every one of their series. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next time, they'll show, you know, like, mostly Zelda, and then a few other smattering of things, like some Mario spinoffs or whatever. Um, and then every three or four years, we'll get, you know, some Metroid surprise with not much else. <laughs> and, like, so, like, there's always that one thing that kind of steals the show. And then there's other things that just, like, to kind of make a smattering of people happy. And I thought this was a pretty good diversity. I mean, we got Metroid, Zelda, WarioWare, multiple Mario games, Shin Megami, new Advance War, well, old Advance Wars, but, you know, new Advance Wars, um, Mario Party, Monster Hunter Stories, a bunch of third-party announcements, new Super Monkey Ball which again is like kind of a dormant franchise revived. Um, like, I feel like even though there wasn't something for everyone, pretty much every genre was covered. And that's impressive. And they said like up uh, at the end or something like that, that, you know, this, is, this isn't showing everything they have in development and they will have future presentations to go over other games but, you know, there's only so much time. Like, if you show everything, no one's going to focus on the individual things. You got to spread it out. So, yeah. yeah. I, I thought this was the, the best E3 show, but I might be biased. <laughs> yeah, you're biased. I think, again, I think Nintendo fans got a lot to be happy with. People that are, like, you know, casual Nintendo fans, not really. There's, like, one thing that one or two things that they showed off that 
were hype and then the rest were like, oh, yeah, that. So that's just how I feel. I don't, I, I don't like being the negative Nancy, even though I am all the time. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's not fun to come in and be like, stop having fun. Like, no, it's, I, I don't like doing that. So well, you're not like telling me to stop having fun. You're just saying that you didn't have fun. Yeah. It has nothing to do with me. I had a great time. I know, I know but I, yeah, that's why I don't like talk a lot when people are gushing about stuff that I just don't care about. I just like, if I'm silent, that just means I don't care. No, that's fair. Yeah. I do that too. There was a lot of stuff during E3 that I did not care about this year. And yeah. a lot of it was pretty hype things. Yeah. I mean, like, my second was definitely Microsoft. I didn't even watch that show, but just... Oh, yeah. It was a, no, no, it was no, another no. really diverse showing. Yeah, this this year for E3 has been probably... Did E3 even happen last year? No. Okay, so then this would be the worst E3, I guess. Overall, I'd say yeah. Like, I yeah. thought this was one of the better Nintendo showings of recent memory. Mm-hmm. Um... But in general, yeah, it was it was a little rough for everyone. It's just that like I feel like some of these companies were just pressured into having conferences when mm-hmm. they didn't really have anything to show, like Capcom, for example. Square Square yeah. always has one, but like I don't know, I guess they just don't want to show anything at this time. So like, why even bother showing up? Well, yeah, I felt weird that they spent so much time on Marvel. Like, yeah, it's like half the conference was Marvel. <laughs> There was yeah, a, I mean, I Final Fantasy was like a coda. Like it was, it was nothing. When you have mm. six games being six, you know, fan loved games being remastered with pixel perfect graphics, mm-hmm. and it's a ten second footnote. Like that, that's some weird pacing. Have you had a chance to check out the um, Origins yet, or is it still? No, up? it was just fixed today. Today, and I mean, okay. We did this basically right after I got home and finished lunch, finished dinner. Okay. So I'm going to try it in a bit. I've heard it's actually okay. pretty good, though. That's good. Yeah. It looks, it looks fine. I'm excited to try it. But, yeah, um, yeah, that's that's Nintendo. Uh, let's, let's you know, <laughs> kind of stay on topic at least. Uh, you didn't join us last night when we talked about the rest of the shows. Um. <laughs> I, I, I was in the chat. I pitched in. That's true. You did. Um, but yeah, so that, I think that's the end of our E3 coverage. Um, there was like, there was like some wrap ups and like awards and stuff, but I don't think we're getting any more announcements. So <laughs> awards. we'll probably, we'll probably have this be the last one. That's why I wanted to get some Nintendo time in so mm-hmm. we can have some closure on E3. Um, but it was good to have closure. You think Microsoft was the best? Oh, uh, hands down. Yeah, it was the best. Um, there's just so much diversity in there, especially with Game Pass. Like, even if it's a game I'm not interested in, if it's on Game Pass, I can at least check it out. Yeah, I don't have to. I don't have to like fork up fucking eighty dollars to try out Advance Wars. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I can see where some of your bitterness comes from with like the yeah. price of things in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the nice tax, apparently. I don't. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I thought I thought Nintendo was first and Microsoft was second. Yeah. Um, no, like I, I know a lot of people thought Microsoft was just a lot of CGI shares, which there was some, but there was also gameplay in some of them as well. Like it was, it was like a good amount of both. And they were um, the only ones that like came out swinging, other than Nintendo, that came out swinging with game announcements. 
Right. Like yeah. most other people actually, were just like, hey, you know this thing you already know about? Yeah. Here's some more footage for it. It was like it was like everyone else was sleepwalking and the other two had like a coffee in the morning. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> um yeah, I thought for like I know like again game tastes are different for everyone. I'm a little bit of a, a racing guy. Like I play a little bit of them. So I thought Forza was like mind blowing. It was like what how can this be a game? Like it just looked that good. So I can't wait to try that out on my Xbox um with my 4K TV. Yeah. Uh, I always try Forza and then I'm like, "Oh yeah, I don't really like realistic racers." But I I, I appreciate the series, so I still want to give it a try. It's so funny when you say this is a realistic racer because it's like when you compare it to like regular Forza and like Gran Turismo and stuff like that, it's not at all. Like the handling just feels so like tight. And I like the more the kind of like loose arcadey handling. Like yeah, need it for speed. On the car you drive though, like I guess so. If you're gonna roading in a friggin' Ferrari, it's not gonna feel good. <laughs> you need to have a Jeep or something with that. Um, yeah, it's cool. I'm looking forward to seeing what. Well, there's gonna be a new game every month from them. So yeah, that's crazy. It's cool. Yeah, it's nice to see them playing ball. <clears throat> But what yeah. was your what was your favorite thing from Nintendo? Metroid? Uh well yeah, I have Metroid. Yeah, Metroid's the best thing from Nintendo this yeah. year. This looks it's incredible. Even... I'm so happy. Yeah. Yeah. It it was out of left field, like it was it was a surprise. Plus I thought it looked good. I know I saw a lot of like some people online saying this is like a crappy looking Metroid. I'm like, How, are you kidding me? Like I mean for one, it's not one. done. But yeah, also but like also... the de- like the game show they showed off the gameplay. Like, some of the, the depth of field things with, like, you know, background, like, just creatures hanging out and doing their own stuff in the background yeah. was insane. Yeah. I, I, I just think in my head, like, are you guys watching this on 360p or something? Like, right. Because this looks real good. Um, I mean, it's yeah. clearly, like, the engine is very similar to the 3DS game, but yeah. it looks so much more polished. And, like, the cinematics are great. It kind of gave me PS5 vibes, where it, like it switches seamlessly mm-hmm. from gameplay to cinematic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I don't know. I guess I could also say what I thought best overall this year. I guess it would be Battlefield, just because, like, I'm not a Battlefield guy. Like, I haven't played Call of Duty in a long time either. But seeing like a hundred and I think forty eight people online at the same time, like, uh doing all types of crazy shit with like vehicles and and planes and shit like that looks like it would just be a hell of a blast to play with my clan mm-hmm. um so i'm looking forward to seeing how that fares out i hope it's good if it is i'll, I'll get ea's pass play it a bit um but yeah Wait, isn't it on game pass mm, it's, EA play. So. it's ea play but it's like their top tier version oh okay gotcha yeah I don't know how that works. All right. Uh, well, yeah, like I said, I think that's our, our E3 2021 wrap up. Um, Thomas, do you want to, do you want to promote anything? Uh, you can just check me out on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at came play stuff. Um, I'm actually going to be going live in a minute here doing destiny two's, uh, reset, uh, story content for today. Uh, I also play Monster Hunter on Saturday mornings, so you can check that out. Come by. I have the uh, the lobby open, so you can play with me. Uh, Monster Hunter World. Um, yeah, that's it. Nice. 
I just about time to take a drink. Um, you can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. Um, I have my second part of the Ratchet & Clank uh, series retrospective, and I am working through Rift Apart right now to get that reviewed. Um, also, go check out my video on what a potential Metroid Fusion sequel could look like, because it feels real <laughs> relevant right now. <laughs> That'd be amazing um, if you were just like spot on, right? Like, if if it ends up being accurate, I hope that video blows up. Like, it's done okay for you know for my video standards, but like, I really want to see it just like be the the go to source of like this guy predicted it two years in advance. I should post it on uh, our Metroid or something and be like, see, I thought guy, about this that. I predicted it, but like, you can't do that with yourself. So yeah, feel free. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway you can also find everything we do at chargeshot.com as well as on twitter uh if you look for the charge shot and youtube charge shot i feel like you get the gist um we've pretty much covered everything e3 in some fashion whether it's you know live stream or recap um oh i also want to shout out check out happy game it's a very pleasant <laughs> game um just go in blind don't don't look it up yeah it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a good time is it out i don't think so i, yeah, I, I don't just, i just i don't think so that either. Fucked, oh, yeah no just look <laughs> up the trailer go go in blind to the trailer um yeah. <laughs> but yeah i lost track of what i was saying um yeah, chargeshot.com, all of our written video, audio, content, everything like that. Um, we do the Gamescast every Monday on my Twitch channel at 7 p.m. if you want to watch live. Uh, we do um, multiple movie podcasts, such as Atomic Shark, where me and uh, our friend Ty uh, watch bad uh, asylum horror movies and review them. And... Uh, there's Cinema Shot, where Ty and Ben watch good movies, uh, currently from the DC Animated Universe, and review those. Um, and I think, like, Thomas has a wrestling podcast or something. I don't know. I don't... I don't. No, I, don't... We, I told you. That's on hiatus until the Peacock gets their shit together. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's a there's an archive. Oh, yeah, there's an archive. There's a huge archive. Yeah, I don't, that's I don't what I'm saying. how long we've been doing it for. Maybe, like, a year and a half? Something like that. Um... But yeah, I, I just downloaded and re-listened to a couple shows, actually. <laughs> um, lots of Subway references. <laughs> E-fresh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all we got. So until next year's E3, or really just until next Monday when we record the next game Gamescast, I hope y'all stay charged. Charge that Omega Beam and kill Emmy. <laughs>